Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, this uh, happens to be the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, doing some uh, really good producing, also doing some good uh, teasing as well. Aaron, I was uh, kind of jumped on a little early today, tried to connect, see what you and John were up to, and uh, <clears throat> always enjoy it when you highlight, hey, well, here's what we got coming up. We got some big stuff coming up, and today is a uh, well it's a it's a special day in a lot of ways you got a lot going on and we have some uh, guests lined up we think you'll uh, really enjoy in fact Jay Goble the Baylor women's golf coach is going to join us at 420 today and Jay has put together I mean this is this is as deep and talented a bunch is I've seen, you know, uh, Aaron, I love the men's and women's programs. The other day I started to talk about the men's program, and I think I got distracted. I know that's shocking to everybody listening. But the uh, the, the men the other day got, they, they finished fourth, but our man Kiefer had a rare uh, rough day. Kiefer's the best, uh, number one player on that team. But Luke, uh, Luke Morgan went out, had a great tournament, and finished fifth. I think it's a great thing for the team to have someone else occasionally challenge Johnny and even finish ahead of him. Johnny finished ninth. It's not like he had a bad tournament. He just had had two really nice rounds and was up there challenging for number one and just had a rough third day. I mean, it happens. Aaron, it's happened to me. Out there, right, if you look out the window, Aaron, you'll see something. You'll see Cottonwood. I've had some rounds out there that have gotten away from me. So I can identify with everything Johnny did the other day, except um, when I shoot an 81, <clears throat> I'm pretty pleased. In fact, I'm very pleased. And that, like, that's so I can't identify with his anger at an 81. Uh, and I can't, I can't uh, identify with the 350-yard drives he hit. So I guess I can't really identify with much of his golf game. But the women's coach today is going to join us, and they're getting ready for their first, um, this is going to be an interesting golf tournament right out the chute, and that's going to happen, eh, what's today, Thursday? I think it's going to happen uh, starting Tuesday, going to start next week, and that'll be, uh, that's going to be a fun tournament, and it's a really, really nice one. So I look forward to talking with uh, Jay Goble about that. He's done a great job at Baylor. Jay used to be at Florida, and there's a new player on the team that I'm really interested in in the in the fact that uh, she was uh, she was one of the better players in the country and has played in the U.S. Open. They will now have uh, two players on their team that have played in the U.S. Women's Open, and I think more to come. I don't. I think there may be. I mean, Rosie could do it. I mean, there's really. I'm thinking about this group, and there uh, there's there's several that could possibly do it, but it, this is going to be a really cool opportunity to visit with uh, Jay Goble coming up at 420. And then 5 o'clock, uh, Jason Kersey, the uh, the uh, beat man for the Sooners for the Athletic. And 
uh, Jason wrote a big piece on the the portal and who's done the best, like kind of ranking what folks have done in the portal in the Big 12. Baylor got a great player, Jackson player, in fact, out of Tulsa. Uh, our Midway audience will remember him fondly. But um, I, I don't – Baylor just honestly has, at least to this point, not had to <clears throat> make a big splash in the portal. Now, the men, men's basketball, actually did make a uh, – uh, they they did some interesting things and and have uh, with Akinjo of course and Del Bonner but the the football that just hasn't been a huge demand and I think part of that is they have so many offensive linemen and defensive linemen coming back so they basically already ad- they added to a stacked defensive line they got linebackers coming back but we'll we'll look at the list and see what everybody thinks I mean is is Texas how have they done in the portal. Did Sark go to the portal? Oklahoma's done a lot because of necessity, because they lost so many players. And uh, we'll, al- we'll also ask um, Jason about, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley has has made a lot of people mad there that, uh, that follow the Sooners. And we'll kind of look at some of his recent comments, including the one that you've had in Campus Confidential recently, Aaron, that he said he did not – uh, USC didn't take those Oklahoma players. They didn't. They didn't recruit them from Oklahoma. They recruited them from the portal, like that was some kind of huge distinction. So, but but Lincoln Riley really wanted to make that distinction. Those were not kids recruited from Oklahoma. They went into the portal, and he uh, he took them right out of the portal. Now uh, we've got. Um, if you want to win a couple of free sandwiches, we have. Um, we have uh, that coming up. We got the Schmaltz. Aaron, do you want me to come up with one, or do you have one for us today? I'm, I'm always happy to, but I always like to defer to you if possible. How are you feeling about the uh, the Schmaltz's trivia question today? I have one. Ooh, um, ooh I like it, but you don't sound very confident with it. No. You I sound kind of like, ah, oh, it's, it's okay, man. I've, I've, got, I've got one. I don't know how tough well, it'll be. It may be. Well, that's, you know, occasionally... We don't have to just completely stump the audience. Well, no, oh, I mean, it may be, it's, a, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, you're afraid it may be too tough. Well, um, hmm, that's interesting. I'll tell you what, let's, let's change it up a little bit today. Let's do it kind of earlier than we normally do in the 4 o'clock hour. And then I want to guess, too, because a lot of times I come up with them and I see if Aaron can get it, and then Aaron... Um, sometimes Aaron will, uh, will, will ask a question that I have not heard yet, and I like to be able to try to guess too. And then I'll try to offer clues if I can. All right, Aaron, this is, of course, for the winner wins two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwich shops in the state of Texas. And my friend Nelson Rue, he just does it the right way. He toasts the bread the right way. You can get it any way you want. Uh, I kind of like to do a twice-bake type deal overdone we call it and then uh when they when they have that uh, jalapeno cheese bread i get really excited but then even just their normal wheat or white is great uh it's two free sandwiches I sent you a picture from there and oh yeah 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 i saw <laughs> and what's your go-to at at, at schmaltz what was i was trying to figure out what exactly was on there Did you large with- regular schmaltz and regular potato chips i love it it's one of my favorite meals it was so great okay Okay, Aaron Sexton, uh, in there supporting our sponsors, and I, I know Nelson appreciates that. I appreciate it. 
And uh, and just for the record, Aaron does not reach in the bag of uh, of uh, <laughs> of coupons. Aaron, Aaron spends his hard-earned money. But we want you to have a couple of free sandwiches from Schmaltz's. Here's how you win. Aaron will ask the question, and then you respond by dialing two five. Excuse me. Actually, let's just text. This is a text contest. The CNC Collision text line two five four. 662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. Aaron, go ahead and ask the question. All right. Jordan Lewis from the Baylor Women is currently tied for second all-time for career games played. She needs three to become the all-time NCAA leader for career games played. When she hits that magic number, how many games Will it be that she has played? Whoa, whoa. This is tough. This is not one where, like, our people are just driving around and they have this number in mind. Right. Now, why don't you help us a little bit on this? How many seasons? So she played her true freshman year. Now, Jordan came to us from, or she came to us from uh, Jordan Lewis, Alabama. Is that right? believe that's correct with her banjo on her knee you believe okay um i'm just trying to think because jim uh she is a six-year senior okay okay jamie asbury came from oklahoma state jordan lewis was a big time sec player now took advantage of kind of the super senior year whatever you would call that a sixth year senior that's interesting how you would make something like that happen. Either she was injured for a year or something. I well, we won't we won't COVID year. That. You do have the, but did they give all those players like an extra? I'm just trying to remember which sports got the COVID year. Football got a COVID year. I you remember because we were hoping somebody from the basketball team could come back on a COVID year, that was with that team and they didn't get a COVID year. So I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit, but I don't want to complicate this thing too much. I'm just a little bit confused by the COVID year. I will say we, the first guess was 151. I'll say that's close. Ooh. Now, are we asking how many games she's played or or what the record is? No, when she breaks the record, how many games will she have played? And she needs three to to break it. Two to tie it and three to break it. How many to break? Two to tie, three to break. Yes. Why? Well, I, I mean, if if somebody's coming at one fifty one, are you saying they're really close? I mean, they're really warm. They're in the neighborhood, yeah. Wow, not Jordan far off. Lewis, yeah, yeah. We got people googling out there. All right, keep an eye on that. And um, oh, have a winner. Oh, whoa. We'll uh, get a whoa. name in just a second. But does the winner the... have a Baton Rouge area code? It's three one zero. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what area code that is. Uh, three one zero. Ooh, three one zero is California. Huh? Well, they guessed correctly. When it'll be in three games, she will have played one hundred and fifty-eight games, and that will make her the all-time record holder for games played. So, uh, Jordan Lewis currently tied for second nice. alongside Maura Jefferson, who played at UConn, and Kalana Green, who also played at UConn, holds the record. Yeah. Yeah, UConn, the uh, the very very famous women's program. Okay, do you have a name yet, or are we are we uh, are we trying to get that on the winner, Aaron? Okay, we're trying to. Uh, yeah, we're, we're still to, efforting. Okay, good, good. I like it with you effort. 
Uh, we'll get that for you. I, a little news while we uh, while we get ready to announce our winner of the Schmaltz's contest. This is a, that was a tough one, a one fifty eight. I'm very impressed for whoever came up with that because that's not a really even an easy thing to Google because you have to kind of know exactly what you're looking for there. But um, the we had the crazy story about Rich Dalrymple, the head of Cowboys PR, who has been accused of filming cheerleaders as they dressed. In, in a, uh, you would call this a voyeurism case, and he, uh, it, it's, a, it's a very creepy, awful deal. But there were settlements, and in the settlement, the Cowboys are clinging to the fact that they did not admit to any wrongdoing. So some of you have asked about, okay, what's going to happen next? The news broke a little earlier today that the NFL basically said, nope, sorry, we're not looking into this. NFL has washed their hands, uh, uh, washed its hands of this and said, no thanks, no thanks. This is a, quote, club matter, and they will not look into it. <clears throat> now, I remember when Zeke Elliott was accused of some things, uh, that was not a club matter. That was the NFL, and they put the suspension on him, and the Cowboys fought it like crazy and didn't win in the end. So it is interesting. And also this whole Washington Commanders scandal, I guess it was going on when they were still called the Redskins, The that, that sordid affair that involved uh, all kinds of uh, people from Washington, involved the, uh, the team cheerleaders, uh, it is uh, that the NFL's all over that. NFL has investigated, but four Cowboys cheerleaders who in 2015 uh, settled this thing out, I guess the, uh, who, and by the way, have always wanted Dalrymple to be punished, and he's not been punished other than he's quietly retired. I mean, his, I mean, it's not real punishment when you got six more years after you got caught creeping on some women. You sneak in there, and he's got his phone up, and they see him over there. I mean, the audacity of someone. And and today, I don't know. Yesterday, I think I was still feeling a little more. Obviously, I feel more for the people who were victims in this. But it was weird because I have been friends with Rich for a long time. I think today I'm a little more just kind of angry at Rich. Just like, what you idiot. What are you doing? So, I don't know. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe at some point I'll, you know, I'll think, well, maybe I'll, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's just a, it's a gross, uh, ridiculous thing. And he got caught, he got caught six years ago. But, of course, the Cowboys were just going to let this thing go. And he would have been able to work till he was 70 if he'd wanted to. And then ESPN starts poking around. And now we have this. Now we have this. So I just wanted to let you kind of know what was going on with the Cowboys. Next, we reach out to the Baylor women's golf coach. His name is Jay Goble, and he has one of the most talented teams in the country at his disposal. Jay is next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see clearing skies tonight, but still very breezy. Low temperatures falling to a chilly 25 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, but it's going to be cool sunshine with a high of 56. And on Saturday, mostly sunny skies, warmer conditions, and a high of 66. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, director of athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, mm. <laughs> Might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. America is at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. 
It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number seven Baylor men led at halftime over number 11 Texas Tech. The Red Raiders came back and beat the Bears 83-73. The Bears will host TCU at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Number seven Baylor women ran away from TCU in the second half to blast the Frogs 80-55. The Bears will go to Fort Worth on Saturday with back-to-back with TCU. Tip is at 1 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys paid a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their cheerleading squad accused a senior team executive Rich Dalrymple of voyeurism in their locker room. Dallas Mavericks on the road tonight in New Orleans. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Canada beat USA 3-2 for the gold medal in women's hockey. UMHB basketball back home tonight in the Mayborn hosting Bellhaven. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you to the Baylor Club. I'll be at the Baylor Club soon. Beautiful place, panoramic views. And our next our next guest has been over to the the Baylor Club. He's had events there. Uh, Jay Goble, the uh, Baylor women's golf coach, joining us now. And Jay, the uh, although our weather's been all over the place, a little chilly today. A trip out to the Moon Golf Invitational uh, sounds sounds pretty nice to me. Are you uh, are you ready to get to uh, Melbourne, Florida, and uh, and get this thing going? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're uh, you know the weather's been up and down. You know, it's typical uh, Texas weather for this time of year, but we are ready and excited to get going and head to Melbourne. And looks like uh, we'll have some typical. 85 degree humid hot days in Florida so it looks like fun well you've coached at Florida and then you uh, recruited a uh, uh, a transfer portal uh, golfer from University of Florida so I think you're I think you'll be well prepared um, I, I am fascinated with this Addie Baggerly's uh, story because you and I have talked about this but um, it, I was reading a story well, I think Jerry Hill wrote it just the other day about how Addie who's played in the U.S. Women's Open, great player, but has kind of decided that, um, and, and again, hopefully she has a great year for you, but she's her interest lies in, in um, helping others get better at golf and wants to be a coach. So I guess um, 
I guess Jay, that's uh, that's got to be kind of an interesting situation. Have you told her that maybe um, coaches don't make quite as much as LP, uh, LPGA stars? <laughs> well, you know, I think coaches do all right these days, especially if they're in the right place and as good as she's <laughs> going to be. But uh, you know, Addie's going to do a great job as a coach someday. She's obviously you know, still a player for us and still is, yeah. is trying to come here and help us win a national championship this year. And I think to, you know, we, we really ha- only have one senior in the lineup growing core. So to have Addie around and to have her as part of the team and, um, you know, she brings a wealth of experience that you can't really get any other way by playing tons of competitive golf. So we're excited to have her here. She, <laughs> unfortunately is dealing with a little bit of an injury right now so Uh-oh. she is not going to go back to her home state but she mm. should be ready to go here in uh two weeks when we go to south carolina so she okay. should be ready to go by then all right well i was hoping uh she would be able to make her debut back in her home state but you oh, have a loaded believe me you... me too <laughs> <laughs> believe you do me, have me <laughs> you you have uh, you have great depth though uh, on this team. Now tell me about this um, particular uh, invitational, this tournament, uh, Moon Golf Invitational. What um, it's a 54-hole uh, tournament hosted by the University of Louisville. Uh, I mean, it's, yep. it's kind of uh, kind of interesting to me that even even that part of it. What uh, what kind of is <laughs> the the, the history of it and uh and, and obviously you got to pick your schedule every year why is this one you like to you like to get on the schedule well this this is actually a new uh event for us it's actually run by a couple that own uh a bunch of franchises of golf stores in in south florida so um the the woman's name who started the tournament and moon uh she actually played college golf at auburn so i mean it's just kind of all all over the place but uh you know, she struck up a friendship with the Louisville coaches and told them of her desire to have a golf tournament and, um, you know, run it. And so it's uh, it's kind of taken off. And they actually ran two golf tournaments this year. We're playing in the second one. But, uh, you know, it's just a great opportunity for schools to dust, dust off their clubs and knock the rust off and get in some warm weather and play golf because, you know, we're all kind of dealing with some – crazy weather every once in a while and we kind of know what we're going to get when we go to Florida for the most part. So I think that's where the idea came from, but uh, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a great event. The The field looks awesome. And again, I think uh, just going and cutting our teeth early out in Florida and some good weather is good for us. Now the Sun Tree Country Club, uh, the challenge course is, is what I was reading was going to be the course you're, pl- you're playing um, like you say, you don't have a, a lot of background with this tournament or maybe even this course, although you've played a lot of courses in Florida, Jay. Do you, um, is this one of those in, in Florida that maybe has some fun water features? A lot of them, a lot of them do. What have you been able to, to figure out about, uh, about what y'all, y'all, <laughs> what y'all be facing? Yeah, we, we've we actually just got done kind of looking at the golf course on Google Earth and going through our yardage book that we already have for the uh, for the golf course. And, you know, in my opinion, it looks like a very typical golf course in Florida. There's lots of ponds. There's lots of, uh, you know, tree-lined fairways, but, but also some areas that you kind of maybe are visually intimidated by, but there really is a lot of room from what I could tell. 
Um, you know, I, I don't know anybody who's played the golf course except for actually Addie Baggerly's dad. <laughs> and uh, he was telling me that uh, tee to green, it's a, it's a very fair golf course. It's all about getting used to the greens and getting used to the way the, the grass reacts there, which is going to be a little bit different than what we've been playing on here, you know, the last two months. So um, our plan is to get out there later tomorrow afternoon and, and start practicing. And then uh, we have a full day on Saturday to, get used to the golf course, learn the golf course, and uh, get ready to play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Talking to Jay Goebel, Baylor women's golf coach on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Girling Core is someone that uh, a lot of us have followed. Always fun because she can go low at any time and performed extremely well, especially early in the U.S. Women's Open, which is very exciting. Have you seen Girling kind of take that experience I, I can't help but think that would give you just tremendous confidence and and build on that yeah for sure I mean last year was a huge year for her obviously playing in the U.S. Open she also played in the Augusta National Women's Am which she's going to play again this year in April so she's got a lot of, of big time experience to, to build off of and you know, she's she's been a, an absolute pleasure to to coach and be around the last four and a half years, and I think that um, you know my hope and and what we've been shooting for is is kind of to save the best of her college golf for last. And she's mm-hmm. super motivated to have a great year this year, and I think that uh, you know her golf game is really good right now. She shot 64 at Ridgewood Country Club the other day. Uh, Sunday she shot 70 at Trinity Forest up in Dallas. So her, her golf game is, is where it needs to be going into the season. And, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like some special things are going to happen for her and this team this spring. Do you have your lineup? Obviously you'll add Addie when she gets to doing better. Um, would you, but do you kind of have already, uh, as you get ready to head out this weekend and, and play, do you have it pretty much set like you want it or, how, how early do you have to turn those things in? You know, we only have to turn them in a couple of days, two days before we leave, something like that. So yeah. we, we actually do qualifying between every event to just to kind of keep everybody um, sharp and keep them scoring their ball. And, and um, you know, we do play a lot of golf to, to make sure that we do stay sharp when we travel. So, um I don't. I don't really start picking the team till we get a little further down the road. But uh, okay. again, I think that the really the really great thing that we have going on right now is the depth that we have. I mean, we have nine players on the team that that honestly can all shoot even par or under par in a golf tournament. And you know, if if we have that going on, then I believe that that some good things can happen because the back end of our lineup is going to continue to be pushed throughout the season. And yeah, that's, when you have the back end of your lineup pushing everybody else, man, it's a it's a good formula to have. All right, and and I am curious. Uh, by my Sema is is a player we talked about, and that was uh, it was exciting to get her. And I, I know um, you know you were hoping she would get experiences on different courses, and and a lot of stuff was uh, a lot of the things she was encountering was maybe some things for the first time. What uh, what, sure. what have you seen the growth with with her game? And and where does she fit in on this team? Yeah, you know she's 
she's right there knocking on the door as well. She um, actually, in our last round of qualifying yesterday in the wind, she shot 65. So I think that um, it's only a matter <laughs> of time before she maybe works her way into the lineup as well. And again, I think that's kind of the, the really cool thing is that everyone on this team right now has to keep their game sharp because if they don't, you know, that they, they could be in jeopardy of losing their spot. And I think we all kind of know what we got going right now. There's a lot of competition uh, amongst our teammates, but they're also really great people and teammates and they're super supportive of everyone else. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of, of competition going on right now in between the group. And I think it's very healthy. Like, I think it's really yeah. a good thing for us moving forward. Well, you're right. I mean, you never know from tournament to tournament, but Hannah, you'll look up, she'll be up near the top. Rosie Belsham is, is, uh, certainly capable and, and, uh, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's a fun team. Now, when are we going to be able to see uh, you on uh, your team on TV? Uh, the Golf Channel seems to be doing more and more college golf, and I know there was one thing they were really touting recently where it was like men and women. Uh, that might have been last season I'm thinking about. But uh, is there anything, what, which uh, of the tournaments that, that, you've, uh, that, that you have coming up will, uh, will be televised? Yeah, sure. No, the Golf Channel is doing a great job of, of you know, uh, putting us on television and actually we're going to be playing in the Darius Rucker Invitational and that's going to be uh, February, let's see, the first round is February 28th and that's going to be February 28th, March 1st and March 2nd and um, that's going to be the first fully televised uh, women's only college event on the Golf Channel. So it'll be you know, I believe each day in the afternoon um, for a couple hours but uh that's going to be really exciting for us. It's at uh, a fantastic golf course in Hilton Head, South Carolina, called Long mm. Cove. Uh, you know, top twenty golf course in America, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be cool. And we've we played there five or six years in a row now, so some of the players know the course really well. Gurleen knows the course super well, so it's it's going to be not only cool to be on the Golf Channel, but to to be part of the first one that's uh, a fully televised women's event is, is also really special. So that's going to be coming up here right after Florida. Has Darius Rucker performed uh, for any of these tournaments, or does he uh, does does he spend oh, a little yeah. time there? Absolutely, no. He does a he does a private show for basically just the participants and the coaches and a few sponsors. I, I think it has about two hundred people. And uh, he does a great show, comes out to the golf course and watches them play. And, um, yeah, he's very involved in it. He loves – he's golf crazy, and, you know, he's uh, he's around, and he loves sponsoring the event and throwing the concert for the for the players each year. So he uh, he does a really, really good job of, of supporting women's uh, golf and, and that golf tournament in particular. Have any of your international players uh, started enjoying country music? <laughs> well, that's a different story. Yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, you definitely see at the concert the people that know the songs and and uh, the people who don't. But um, but yeah, he again he tries to throw in some of his older stuff with Hootie and the Blowfish, and then he plays some covers of of songs that they do know, some current songs, and and he does a great job every time. Uh, for the teams to to kind of mix it up for everybody. 
I was trying to remember some of the songs, but Wagon Wheel is the one that came to mind first. But uh, Oh, yeah, but, that's yeah. their that's his final song, you know. That's the, oh, okay. the encore is always Wagon Wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, this is a uh, this is a fun team. What are the? Uh, I always love you know seeing. I know sometimes they may not be as accurate as they should be because they don't know exactly what you have at this time of the year. But uh, have uh, rankings wise, what are we? Uh, ha- have you seen kind of where they uh, where they have you right now? Yeah, so we're you know there's a little bit of disparity in between the two rankings. I believe one were 14 and the other okay. one were right around 20, 21, something like that. Um, okay. You know, I don't believe that you really get a full grasp of what the rankings really are until you hit the middle of March, end of March, just uh-huh. because you don't have enough common opponents and win losses against top 50 teams. So. As this as this ranking continues to evolve over the next month or two after we play some more teams, we'll really get to see exactly where we are. But, you know, if you were asking me to rank our, you know, what our team's ranking is right now, we're we're a top 20 team all day long. Uh, if we're playing well, we're we're a top five to 10 team in the country all day long. And, um, you know, at, at the national championship, the low eight teams go to match play. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that, you know, we played Greyhawk last year. We played a couple rounds there in January. We're going to play there again next month. I feel that you, if we get to Greyhawk, which we should, and um, and play our own games, we'll, we'll have a chance to make that low eight and and uh, compete for a national championship, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I always take the best ranking. I don't even mention the other one. It's like whatever <laughs> has Baylor ranked best, that's the yeah. one I recognize. So. Well, for now, we'll go with 14. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with 14. We'll just only mention that We'll one, go with but, 14. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, Jay, uh, you'll have a – very solid. Yeah. yeah I, well, I'm, very, I'm excited. This could be, I mean, I love the international flavor of this and then, uh, and then adding a veteran like you're doing who has tremendous credentials. I mean, this is, this is a deep and talented team. So this will be, this will be a lot of fun. But, Jay, you all have a – You'll have a great trip and enjoy yourself in uh, Florida. You know your way around there. Thank you much. Appreciate it. And uh, and Bears. You bet. There he goes. Jay Goble, the uh, coach of the Baylor women's golf team, 14th ranked Baylor women's golf. Love hearing that. He thinks, man, top five, top ten uh, if they are uh, on their game. And a lot of times they are. I mean, Gerling Core, my goodness, she was on the leaderboard of the uh, U.S. Open last year so this is they don't this this group does not mess around okay another man that does not mess around Aaron Sexton uh we have campus confidential lots going on to discuss that is next recently on game time we are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast locked on big 12 I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life this is what happens things change I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number seven Baylor men led at halftime over number 11 Texas Tech. The Red Raiders came back and beat the Bears 83-73. The Bears will host TCU at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Number seven Baylor women ran away from TCU in the second half to blast the Frogs 80-55. The Bears will go to Fort Worth on Saturday with back-to-back with TCU. Tip is at 1 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys paid a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their cheerleading squad accused a senior team executive, Rich Dalrymple, of voyeurism in their locker room. Dallas Mavericks on the road tonight in New Orleans. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Canada beat USA 3-2 for the gold medal in women's hockey. UMHB basketball back home tonight in the Mayborn hosting Bellhaven. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is our daily look, and uh, we have lots going on. College basketball, college football, we always look at it in Campus Confidential. Happens uh, every afternoon at 440 or thereabouts. Aaron Sexton, what's on, the, uh, what's on your plate today? We talked a little bit about the Big Ten and their television rights, which is set to expire in 2023. One major network is already expected to make a big push to acquire the conference's television rights from Fox and ESPN. According to Front, Sports, Front Office Sports, NBC is preparing to make a major push for the media rights for the Big Ten. The conference could reportedly command fees of up to $1.1 billion annually on the open market for what is one of the most sought-after packages in college athletics. For reference, the Big Ten's Current deal with Fox is a six-year deal worth $2.64 billion, signed in 2017. It pays out $440 million annually, so they would almost triple their annual revenue if they do get a contract that's worth about oh, $1.1 billion a year, as this uh, article from Front Office Sports seems to think. Yeah. Can you imagine, Aaron, how, how hated – the commissioner of the ACC is right now. <laughs> and it's just in terms of those member schools and organizations. Now, again, they had to vote. They all had to sign off on on taking that deal, but they have locked into like a 10-year deal, mm-hmm. and it won't even be in the, in the same neighborhood is what the Big Ten's going to be able to get. Now, the Big Ten simply it, – it, the part of the country it's in, the football craziness of it, fr- from a rating standpoint, those schools just mean more. Um, it sounds like an SEC slogan, but but <laughs> then then the the, the Pac-12, and uh, so what'll be interesting is to see what is left for the Big 12, and when the Big 12, of course, gets ready to do its new deal. OU and Texas will be leaving. They will add four, so there'll be somewhat, there'll be some strength in numbers, but I I think it would be very helpful. I mean, I I think it's great that Cincinnati just went to the playoff for the first time, the college football playoff, and then right now Houston is a a ranked team, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and BYU is a ranked team. So they're, they're getting good schools. The, just because they have good programs, though, does that mean they bring 
TV money, eyes to the table. I mean, Houston is a big market. I can't say that the Cougars, you know, people are dying to see them. Uh, I'd like to say that, but I can't. I think of the of the new ones, the your your best hope is UCF could really get. I mean, BYU's got a built-in big following. They're they're not certainly not like Notre Dame, but the Mormon community is is such an immense, such a, a large community across the country that it's kind of you know it's it's a version of of Notre Dame in the interest level, <clears throat> which is why they went independent. But it didn't really work out for them. Schedules are tough. It was not a great choice by BYU to do that. But, again, it let them have the flexibility to be able to come in pretty much any time they want to the Big 12. And so now, of course, Baylor will play them in a game in Provo in 2022. But everybody will join those new schools. Look like they'll be coming in in 2023. And then, of course, the conference uh, will say goodbye to uh, Texas and OU probably in about around 2025. TV money and negotiations will sort of dictate a lot of that. Can I make a prediction? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say right now that the next Big 12 contract will be more per school annually than they get right now, and that's with 12 schools. I just think there will be more people bidding on it, and there's just not a lot. I mean, there's only five major conferences, and uh, as we talked about the ACC, they're locked in for the next decade at only $25 million per school per year. Just a terrible contract. Uh, and the ESPN also has the Pac-12, and they also will more than likely have the uh, – First-tier rights for the SEC, that's not guaranteed, but right now they have the second-tier rights. Um, and if this story is true, the Big Ten would be looking at about $100 million per school, I think, per year. It's, it's just an incredible, incredible amount of money, and uh, there'll be plenty of networks and some streaming services, I think, bidding. So I think that their revenue per school will go up, but I still think they'll be way behind the Big Ten and the SEC. That's just my prediction. Well, it really depends on if uh, Bowlesby does the deal or not. I think <laughs> if, if Bowlesby's left in charge. Then I'm absolutely wrong. Uh-huh. They'll be It'll making be, less than the ACC. He'll, get, he'll give some, one of these networks a great bargain, but I don't think he will be. And I think they'll have somebody ready to go. Well, you've been a big yeah. defender of him, and I've been pretty hard on him. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Bob always been there for Bob, which is why they, they are so kind to me. All right, what else do you have, sir? We talked about Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh's extension yesterday. We have details. He'll receive a base salary of slightly over $7 million this fall and up to $7.6 million in the final year of the contract, which runs through 2026. Harbaugh signed the five-year deal following his most successful season as the Wolverines head coach. The new turns also include a hefty fine if he decides to leave earlier, though he told the Detroit Free Press he assured the AD that his flirtation with the NFL would not be a recurring issue if he leaves prior to the end of the contract. For any reason, he would owe Michigan $3 million the first year. The buyout then drops uh, as the years go to uh, all the way down to 750000 in the fourth year and zero in the last year. Harbaugh will receive 500000 if Michigan wins the Big Ten East and plays in the conference championship game. Million-dollar bonus if the Wolverines win the Big Ten title. 
Also, a million-dollar bonus if he wins the national title and other incentives. So he's going to make $7 million a year and, and Good could, be, could be up to $9 million if he has a really, really great yeah. year. But but he can leave anytime he wants. Basically, they've structured it. It's it's pretty like, much yeah. We're glad to have you, Jim. But if you need to go, we understand. And in fact, that fifth year, as you just if as you just documented, is like he just kind of like walks away for free. <laughs> it's uh, well, and and it, there's outs on both sides. The there's language in the contract that that yeah. that Michigan can terminate it without cause. So. It's basically <laughs> the contract. Uh, if either one of them wants to get out of it, despite his telling the Detroit Free Press that he's done, you know, trying to get an NFL job, he can get out yeah. of it pretty easily. So can they if uh, he goes yeah. back to not being able to beat Ohio State and Michigan State. It's like a, it's like a really nice prenup, although it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't really bind the couple together for very long. My gosh. Oh man, some of us used to be bound together by love and by by pastors who would just marry us. But now we need contracts and all these things. Uh, and uh, uh, poor old uh, that's that is really an interesting contract the way they did it. And I, as I've said, I don't have the numbers yet on Dave Aranda. Baylor didn't put it out there, but but Mac has made it public that he doesn't necessarily try to he, he's kind of of the, of the persuasion that if you want to leave he'll do whatever he can to keep you but he's not going to do it by trying to slap a huge uh buyout on you i don't i just don't think he uh, believes in that all right what else do you have sir well there was a, a lot of uh talk in about the uh, alliance between the big 10 the acc and the pac-12 well it's as we get into it further, it turns out there's not much to that alliance. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith and his Big Ten colleagues prefer to keep a nine-game league schedule, even if it limits the number of contests against teams from their alliance with the ACC and the Pac-12. That basically means that they really wouldn't have room to schedule any more games uh, with those leagues. If they stayed like that, they could maybe squeeze one in a year, yeah. but... I mean, do you really want to do that on top of nine Big Ten games? No. And this was a silly thing in the first place. This was some sort of show of strength. Oh, let's band together. And the only thing any of them have accomplished is the ACC screwing up the playoff expansion. <laughs> Absolutely. And making sure that's going to wait till whatever, 2025 or whenever, whenever the contract runs up. That's the only thing. And, and the other teams that apparently did the alliance with them don't even agree with them. It's like the ACC's just done that on on its own, and, and under the guise of, well, we're worried about player safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, ACC. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Man, football. It's all about player safety. We appreciate you. Some uh, news, by the way, Aaron. If I may uh, cut in with one little sure. news story that came in today, and uh, I thought you'd find this interesting. Texas A and M uh, on February twenty fourth. Coming up pretty quickly here. I think that'll be 25th of Friday. This will be Thursday. So a week from today. Is today the 17th? Yeah, a week from today. The floor inside. Reed Arena. The basketball arena at Texas A&M will forever have the name Billy Clyde. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Gary Blair Court. Gary 
Blair Court. We'll name that after the longtime A&M women's basketball coach. Now, Gary has the one national title. He's done a great job over the years. The man just coaches and coaches. He's now well into his 70s, and he just keeps right on coaching. He may be 74, 75 years old, and uh, now it will be called Gary Blair Court. Aaron, you might recall there was some uh, there was some well, some folks weren't happy about you know the naming of courts and that kind of thing involving a former uh, Baylor women's coach, but uh, A&M is taking good care of Gary Blair and will now have Gary Blair Court. Aaron, do you and you're not a lover of the Aggies, but but you do respect Gary Blair. Any surprise from you that they would name? I mean, I kind of wish, I guess they've never named a court after Shelby. Shelby Metcalf was one of my favorite coaches ever, although right. he did when he was coaching. But uh, Gary Blair Court, does that surprise you at all? I mean, he's been really good. He's got a national he's championship. He's not a legend. Like, I'm sorry, he's certainly not like Pat Summit, Geno, Kim, Don Staley. He's not, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying I don't think you can put him in that group. No, but, I mean, he, he, he does have a title, and uh, there's been absolutely nothing in their men's program. So, as far as success, I mean, they're, they're, the uh, Texas A&M women's program is in the tournament every year and, and usually making pretty good runs. And, like I said, they do have the one national title. So, that doesn't surprise me. He's by far had the most success of uh, any of their basketball programs, either of their basketball programs, excuse me. Will this cause Baylor to reconsider? No, don't answer that. Don't, don't answer that. I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. We need time to heal some wounds. Now, um, the, the court, of course, will be named after Mark and Paula Hurd, who gave an uh, uh, extremely generous amount to the university. And, in fact, this new welcome center that you're seeing going up uh, right there along 35, kind of the front door to the Baylor campus. That is Mark. That's the Mark and Paula Heard uh, Welcome Center. And then, of course, uh, uh, so that, that is who the court's going to be named after. And then, Aaron, just a reminder, Foster Pavilion. That's uh, Paul and Alejandra uh, Foster. Aaron, you know what the going rate on getting a pavilion named after you? I want to go ahead and give you the number. If you can pony up about 100 mil you can ha- get the naming rights for a uh, for a basketball arena, all right? So, anyway, Aaron, you might want to pick up some more hours, but uh, that is a uh, that, that's kind of the going rate. Aaron, anything else you think we're good? No, we got Jason Kersey coming up, so we probably yeah. need to get to him. Jason Kersey from The Athletic is next. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1859, Baylor Lion Foundation has been helping you make the Baylor family better as an independent voice for Baylor students, alumni, and fans. Take part in that tradition by honoring some of the best and the brightest Bears you know at this year's Hall of Fame Awards Ceremony. Join us for a night of celebration at 6 p.m. Friday, February 25th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. To see this year's honorees and purchase tickets, visit BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? 
Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com since 1975 schmaltz's sandwich shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches soups and salads to hungry central texans they start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread the sandwiches are oven toasted giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center ask for everyone's favorite the schmaltz combination of three cheeses three meats and all the fixings they welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations waco born and bred schmaltz's sandwich shop from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. This is Matt Mosley, and uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined now by uh, Jason Kersey. And Jason is with The Athletic, covers the Sooners. And Jason, it's uh, 
it's good to catch up with you, and I uh, I enjoyed this piece you and Sam Kahn uh, Jr. did on the transfer portal, uh, the winners and losers, breaking it down in the uh, in the Big Twelve. I'd have to ask you though, is uh, how are the how are the Sooners hanging in there with? Um, it seems like Venables, they've they've fallen in love with him. They've welcomed him back with open arms. Uh, it, it seemingly, they kind of moved on from the Lincoln stuff a little bit, but then Lincoln had the um, had the interview the other day. How did that play in your part of the country with Lincoln basically saying that uh, he he didn't take anybody from Oklahoma? He took people from the transfer portal. Did that did that make things better, Jason? <laughs> I mean, I think that was received about how you would expect it would be received. I mean, it was. Uh, it, I mean, to have the gall to say something like that uh, was pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, look, people love what Brent Venables has done so far. They love the staff he's put together. Um, they feel confident that he um, can carry this program forward. But the Lincoln stuff is still there. It's still an open wound. And, um, you know, even though I believe, uh, I actually believe pretty strongly that Moving forward, especially going into the SEC, that OU will be better off under Venables given the staff he's put together and his experience and and his knowledge of how to compete with and beat Alabama. I think OU might be in better shape moving forward, but but the Lincoln stuff is going to sting. I mean, it's going to sting for a while for people around here. Do you think he's going to – I mean, when when you think of of knowing him and kind of covering him – and in thinking about him in that environment at uh, in USC, uh, and I know some Oklahoma people will probably perhaps wish ill upon uh, upon those Trojan teams and hope they don't uh, have huge success. But do you do you sense that he is gonna gonna be able to to run that conference? I mean, it's a weird situation that they've had the coaches they've had uh, after Pete Carroll, the great success with him, and they just kind of. I don't know. They were just mired in some weird coaching situations, uh, and obviously they are very, very excited about Lincoln. Do you do you sense that he will uh, he will succeed in a big way there? I mean, I I think that he certainly has a chance to succeed there. Uh, where others have failed, he has. Uh, I think he's excited the the local. Um, recruiting base a lot of people um you know usc's been losing a lot of recruits out of southern california to the alabamas to oklahoma uh for that matter and uh and i think this helped stop the bleeding on that i mean we've already seen malachi nelson and makai lemon um some five-star kids uh relief brown all have flipped from oklahoma to usc um so he's he's certainly making a difference in that way uh, he, he's got a track record that, that makes especially offensive players want to play for him. And, uh, and look, the Pac-12 is not a behemoth. I mean, Utah has been really good. Oregon's been, been good. Um, but a, a, a strong, talented USC with a, good, uh, head co- with a good, competent head coach should be able to dominate the Pac-12, or at least, if not dominate it, at least co-dominate it with Oregon, you would think. And so I think there's a good chance that happens. On the other hand, I will just say this, and I'm not just uh, saying this to to, uh, to throw doubt on Lincoln. We there is no evidence yet that Lincoln Riley himself can build a program from scratch. We've never seen it. 
that that's not to say he can't do it. Uh, I think he's very competent, and uh, I think he's a good coach. And I think that he, you know, obviously has learned under a lot of great head coaches. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying we haven't seen him do it. So he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to prove it because this is a very different situation than the one he inherited at OU. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to watch. Uh, Jason Kersey joining us from the Athletic. And uh, this piece that uh, you and Sam worked on, um, interesting to look at all the portal. The portal's become such a huge part of college football. I mean, for obvious reasons, Oklahoma had to dip into the, the portal. Uh, you know, I keep asking. It's like, um, you know, it's like uh, it almost sounds like somebody had scorned lovers or somebody. You lose Lincoln. And then Caleb Williams. I mean, it was just wave after wave. Um, is, but I, I would think the feelings about Caleb are different. I, I don't sense that you know people are are quite as upset with him, knowing who he came in with and all of that. Were you that whole scene with him t- that taking so long? Did it surprise you that it did? And do you think Caleb Williams ever actually entertained going anywhere else, but where he decided to go? I mean, look, that family was pretty pretty well shut down throughout that process, so it's hard to know uh, with any certainty. But uh, I, to your first point, I mean, I would say, yeah, fans are certainly less angry at Caleb Williams than they are at Lincoln Riley. Caleb Williams is 19 years old who, uh, or something like that, who <clears throat> obviously came to OU to play for Lincoln Riley. I don't think they loved what happened, but they certainly aren't uh, – uh, aren't as angry at him, I don't think, as they are at Lincoln Riley. But, uh, but yeah, as far as um, how long it took, uh, that did surprise me a little bit uh, that it took so long because it kind of seemed obvious from from the moment Caleb went into the transfer portal. It seemed pretty obvious that he was probably headed to USC. But uh, the fact that it did take so long would would at least uh, provide some evidence that, that maybe he did consider other options. But um, USC was kind of always the obvious choice. Okay, and I wanted to ask you about Baylor. Our audience, obviously, very interested in, in the Bears, Big 12 champs. I mean, seemingly, they felt good about both the defensive and offensive lines. They did get the player out of Tulsa, Jackson player. I mean, when you viewed this thing, Baylor and Oklahoma, both, I think y'all ruled them in the broke-even uh, area. They obviously, R.J. Sneed's been a nice receiver. He wasn't, like, the star receiver, but he was a really nice receiver for the Bears, what was your sort of overall view about what uh, what what Baylor did, and does it just feel kind of like they they held serve? And uh, other than Jackson Player being a really really uh, excellent prospect, I mean, I, I think that it really speaks to um, the job that Dave Aranda's done. That they didn't, they clearly uh, weren't in desperate need of much out of the portal. Um, and they didn't lose a ton of guys to the portal. So, I mean, I think that's a that's a nice sign, obviously, coming off the Big 12 championship and, and the season that they had. The, the future, I think, is, is super bright for Baylor, particularly in a post-Oklahoma Big 12. I think Baylor uh, has a chance to be one of the dominant teams in the conference. But Jackson Player was a really good pickup. I mean, he's a, uh, obviously a Waco kid, but um, – uh, but Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both came after him pretty hard, I know. So uh, it was a, a big win for them to to get him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think I, – I just can't say enough about the job Dave Aranda's done down there. 
Yeah, and uh, that was uh, obviously that, that Baylor-Oklahoma game was huge for the Baylor program. Uh, Jason Kersey from, uh, from The Athletic joining us, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. On your losers list, um, you've got uh, the team from your state, uh, Oklahoma State, in there. I mean, it, it, uh, they certainly were able to react and, and I think, replace a, a great defensive coordinator with another talented defensive coordinator. So they were okay there. But in terms of players uh, leaving and then the few that they signed, I mean, how much, uh, how surprising is that after a really good season and seemingly everything headed in the right direction that they had those kind of departures? Because these were, uh, I mean, these were these, not only a great defense coordinator left them, but but some some talented players as well. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's. It, it, this certainly isn't the way that uh, I'm sure they would have liked. For it to have gone, I mean, they've uh, they they are the only Big Twelve school that uh, didn't sign anyone out of the portal or hasn't so far signed anyone out of the portal. Uh, obviously, we know the the year round nature of the portal means that uh, they could they could easily get back in uh, with some people and and add some pieces and and probably will. Let's be honest, but but as of right now, they haven't added anyone. And they've lost twelve players. Uh, and some some really key ones. Uh, Jarek Bernard Converse, the the starting cornerback to LSU. Tanner McAllister, the the safety to Ohio State. I mean, those are big big losses um, for them. Shane Ellingworth, who who I sort of always sort of believed was probably the future of that program. Uh, in fact, I there was there were a lot of times when I thought he might just take over for Spencer Sanders, and and now they lose him as well. So. Um, it's kind of been a rough, uh, rough cycle here in the portal for, for Oklahoma State uh, and, and a little bit surprising. But the fact that they were able to go out and get Derek Mason to replace Jim Knowles was, was big time. Um, Derek Mason's obviously a great defensive coordinator. So uh, I don't think that it's time to panic in Stillwater or anything. But, um, I mean, we, it's certainly obvious that they would have liked to have added some people out of the portal by now. Yeah, I mean that list. I'm just looking at the the you know, the way y'all did those uh, graphics, and that's a pretty stark thing for an Oklahoma State fan to see. Is just all those outs, <laughs> like you said, nobody coming in. I mean, you start uh, you start looking at that. And by the way, Iowa State, who ended up on kind of your losers list, same way, tons of people leaving, not as many coming in. What do you think with TCU? It seemed like with. Um, the hire of, of Dykes, I mean, there, there was going to be some excitement around that program. And it now, you know, and I saw the news today that the big time, uh, was it pass rusher, O'Shawn uh, Mathis, was, was, has narrowed down his list. Have you noticed how they almost do it like they're back in high school? Now they go in the portal. I mean, that's exactly how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how they do it. It's, it's just like they're being recruited all over again. Maybe there's something to the psychology of that. Like they, they, they stopped feeling like they did when everybody was going on and on about them and trying desperately to get them, and they want to feel that again. And the portal allows them to feel like that. But, I mean, it is strange to see these gra- the exact same, like you said, graphics or whatever we call those things, uh, edits, uh, like when they were coming out of high school. But this TCU list you had them on the wrong side of the ledger. They certainly have quite a few people that they were bringing in. I guess is your thinking on that maybe just when you, when you have a player that with a tremendous athleticism of, of Zach Evans, just some of these 
some of these players were so talented that that departed? Is that the reason they ended up on on the wrong side of this list? I mean, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it, it's been a little bit of a rough go for for TCU, but but uh, but yeah, losing Zach Evans was was big. O'Shawn Mathis, a uh, big loss, especially if he ends up. Uh, back in the back in the state, back with Texas. So I mean, I, I yeah, I I, uh, I I certainly have. It's sort of been interesting to follow that. All right. And do you have a when you look at Texas and Quinn Ewers is the the huge name? Do you have the expectation <clears throat> yeah. that uh, when it comes to this this Texas OU game and you're covering that that Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback at Texas? What do you what will he Obviously, everybody wanted him, except maybe A&M, but um, uh, he ends up there, and that's, that was an enormous sign for, signing for them and a great thing for Sark. What are your expectations for him? Oh, man, yeah. Well, I, I certainly think they've cleared the, the deck for him to be the starter. I mean, with Casey Thompson gone, it, it seems like – Quinn Ewers is certainly going to have, have every opportunity to win that job. Sort of interesting how he – how he was the number one recruit for 2023 reclassifies, goes to Ohio state and he ends up at Texas at the same time he would have been at Texas if he just stayed committed and hadn't switched classes. It's, it's sort of funny how that works out, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Texas had a pretty good, uh, I, I think a pretty good uh, run here in the portal. Now I'm not going to proclaim them back or anything until they prove it. I've, I've learned my lesson on that front many times over the last decade, but um, but Quinn Ewers was was a big get. I mean, that's a guy that Sark obviously tried really hard to get when he got the job. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would expect he will be the starter when OU and Texas play. Oh, uh, Jason Kersey, really appreciate you being on with us. Did you figure out, by the way, what that fan said to uh, Chris Beard that caused him to react <laughs> like he did the other night? It seemed like uh, Eddie Radosevich, who uh, uh, really loves to file quite a few reports, he seemed to be right there on the scene. And uh, but I don't, I don't know. A lot of times with Eddie, you can't tell if he's what he's reporting is a joke or not. Did we, did we ever nail down what uh, what that fan might have said to to uh, irritate Beard so much? I I wasn't there, so I can't. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, I will things. say that I'm 99 percent sure what Eddie put out there was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Okay, good, good. I mean, surely he's serious occasionally, but uh, but but it doesn't seem to be uh, be that often. Well, Jason, uh, appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Th- thank you. You bet. There he goes. Jason Kersey of The uh, Athletic joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, uh, we have, uh, we need to react. Uh, that was a tough, that was a tough loss last night. I, I'm a little tired of, and again, uh, Fran's a great friend of the show, been a longtime friend of mine. Aaron, at the end of losses, does it make you feel any better to hear Fran go, I, I I think the Bears fans should be encouraged tonight. I mean, he said the same. He kind of thought the loss against Kansas was going to end up being a good thing. I don't know. I've got thoughts on what happened last night. We'll also talk about the, uh, the women's uh, nice win over the Horned Frogs. That's all next. <laughs> 
It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's and women's basketball from last night. Good news from the Farrell Center. Not so good news from Lubbock. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-size hail and baseball-size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball, number seven in the nation, playing number 11 Texas Tech last night in Lubbock. Bears led at halftime 39-32, but the Red Raiders put it on the Bears in the second half and ended with an 83-73 win over Baylor. Tech sweeps the season series over the Bears. That win last night coupled with a three-point win in the Farrell Center earlier this season. Now the Baylor men taking on TCU Saturday morning, 11 a.m. in the Farrell Center. Meanwhile, the seventh-ranked Baylor women hosting TCU last night in the Farrell Center. A three-point game at halftime turned into a 25-point win for the Baylor women. Queen Egbo and Nalissa Smith with double-doubles in the victory after the game, women's coach Nikki Collin. I'm grateful to be back um, where we control our own destiny. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, when you start 0-2, you know you're going to need help. And so, um, you know, we've been pretty good since we were 0-2, but um, you still need help. And now, you know, it puts us back in the driver's seat in terms of controlling our own destiny, not necessarily the driver's seat because – because we have the easiest schedule down the stretch or anything like that, because I think we've got a tough schedule down the stretch. But, um, you know, I mean, we just have to take care of each game. I mean, that's what it's about, um, going 1-0, and um, not looking past the team in front of us. Um, not a, You know, I mean, you look at TCU, they played us great for two and a half quarters, you know, and, and so certainly at home we're going to get another good test from them. I think they're going to get, um, you know, probably – um, some confidence from how they played early on, and they're going to look at some of the shots that they got um, and missed, and feel like you know if we make those at home, like we'll, we'll be in we'll be in a good game with them. So you know we got to focus on TCU, um, and after TCU, we got to focus on Oklahoma State, and through all of that, we just got to focus on us. Nikki Collin, following last night's 80 to 55 Baylor win over TCU, next up for the Baylor women, they'll play at TCU this Saturday afternoon at one. Also, acrobatics and tumbling wins on the road over East Texas Baptist University. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see clearing skies tonight, but still very breezy. Low temperatures falling to a chilly 25 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, but it's going to be cool sunshine with a high of 56. And on Saturday, mostly sunny skies, warmer conditions, and a high of 66. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. America's at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. This month, it's all about the championship drive as our hometown team celebrated the Big 12 championship and a Sugar Bowl win. So can you in your new vehicle from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, shop for power, performance, and reliability from our selection of the new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. Are you planning your next adventure? Choose from a range of Jeep models, including the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take home the trophy from Alan Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number seven Baylor men led at halftime over number 11 Texas Tech. The Red Raiders came back and beat the Bears 83-73. The Bears will host TCU at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Number seven Baylor women ran away from TCU in the second half to blast the Frogs 80-55. The Bears will go to Fort Worth on Saturday with back-to-back with TCU. Tip is at 1 o'clock. 
Dallas Cowboys paid a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their cheerleading squad accused a senior team executive Rich Dalrymple of voyeurism in their locker room. Dallas Mavericks on the road tonight in New Orleans. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Canada beat USA 3-2 for the gold medal in women's hockey. UMHB basketball back home tonight in the Mayborn hosting Bellhaven. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show flying through a Thursday afternoon had some great guests some great talks some great portal stuff Aaron did you know TCU isn't that bad Oklahoma State just lost a, everybody I mean can you can they not reach in there and get somebody from the portal my gosh what was that kid trying to make it into the end zone you remember they had a running back named Desmond Jackson I was looking on that list of people that transferred out and I thought that Desmond Jackson was a pretty good player and guess where he's transferring to? He's leaving Oklahoma State to go to Sam Houston State. Now, they won the national title. Sam Houston State did. Sam Houston State's uh, coming into the uh, Conference USA or something. I mean, are they is, is in basketball at least, I think. Anyway, I, Sam Houston State's a growing, uh, tremendous program in a lot of ways. But you don't leave Oklahoma State to go to – Sam Houston State, if you're a talented player. And in this case, I noticed Desmond Jackson did just that. And in some people, you would understand why they go to Oklahoma State because Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, left there. And uh, so I, I thought um, I thought all that stuff was kind of interesting to examine what everybody did in the uh, portal. And are you buying that, Aaron? Would you feel better if the Bears had reached in there and grabbed some maybe talented wide receiver or running back, considering their two top running backs have left uh, or gone to the NFL, uh, would you have felt better or do you feel pretty solid as things are? I feel okay about it if they do, you know, if they didn't feel the need to. But honestly, they it could still happen. I mean, if you look back at some of the uh, transfers from last year and the dates that they transferred, it, it, you know, a lot of them happened well after February. Yeah, it's uh... – that's interesting. I got, I'll have to look back and see when Gall came in and then when they got um, – I thought it was inter- – that's interesting. You, you're saying maybe it happened in March or April or something. Uh, when uh, Grant Miller w- was brought in, I mean, they, they got some two tremendous offensive linemen last year, and they believe on the defensive uh, – defensive t- I, I, that was good to hear him say of how, like, OU and others wanted Jackson player. Maybe – Maybe Aaron, the uh, maybe the Baylor Collective. You know these collectives we've been talking about that come up with all the money for NIL. Maybe we just have more than OU and some of these other schools. <laughs> you think that's it? I I don't know. I do think we have great donors, and I don't think we're afraid to get up there and uh, and get into it with the big boys. I did notice this player though, Aaron, today from uh, Marlin. Uh, how do you say his name? His last name? Uh, his his it's it's Gillette or Gillette? G O G U L U T T E or O T T E? Gillette. Well, let's call and I'll uh, I'll double check that. But he's a big time player from Marlin, and I'd been watching these dunks. Goodness gracious! 
This guy plays linebacker. I think it is a four-star type player. I don't know if he's three-star, four-star. He's a good player. Galette is how I would say it. And I've just kind of been monitoring, and these dunks he has are, like, insane. It's not like sometimes it's smaller schools, whether it be 2A, 3A. You know, you're like, okay, that was okay. It was an okay dunk. Like, this is scary, like, stuff you see when I go see. um, There's this kid, Baylor's Recruiting. And they're battling with uh, Kentucky over. He's a sophomore at Lake Highlands High School in the Dallas North area. And I've seen Trey play a few times, and and it is there's a different level. Well, this kid dunks like any of these guys that are like six A going to Kentucky or wherever. And so the word came down today. The reason I'm talking about this, Aaron, you're like, well, I was mostly talking about this. Well, Bama has found out about the young man. He would be in the 2023 class. Baylor wants him, but Alabama knows about him, too. So I made some little joke. I said it must have been the dunk when he put his thing up, and then he he liked that. So uh, I uh, I don't know. I, 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 fear, I fear the Bama folks. Aaron will outspend us, although if he wants all his, his family to be able to see him play all the time, he could stay right at home. Aaron, how long does it take to get from Marlin to um, to uh, McLean Stadium? Well, let me try to do that in my head. Ten minutes? Maybe 15 minutes? I get, you'd have to be going pretty quick to do ten minutes. I'm just trying to think. Probably 15, 20 minutes, and you can be right there at McLean Stadium. Stay with us. Stay with us, young man. We would love to have you. Aaron, I, I tonight, when you're looking at your portal or whatever you call it, your your uh, what do we what do we call that? Your your algorithm. Uh put in this kid's name. It's like G U L L E T T E. Or G U L E T T E. Kid from Marlin. And look this kid's dunks up. My goodness. Um it pre- probably people are hearing us now in Marlin. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty if you want to weigh in. Now, the Bears last night, good and good news and bad news. The good news came the uh, our our friends the um, the Bears, the the women's team, they did not they uh, they did a great job and they put away TCU. It was close. I mean, for a lot of the game, TCU was hanging in there, hanging in there. It's like 1918 after the first quarter. Lauren Hurd's great player for TCU. I've, I've, I kind of, again, I've told you, I like that coach, Reagan Peebley. I think she's a good coach, and she just can't quite turn the corner there. But I, that's a good team, and they were hanging around, and it was like 62 to 57, maybe late third quarter, and Jamie Asbury, boom, just pops one on him, hits, knocks down a three. And, and that made it 65-57, I believe. And then from there, the Bears kind of moved on and put them away, maybe like 80-59 or 80-60 to 60 or something. So I, I like the uh, I like the way – I think it's good for them to get challenged, though. I think – and, and the greatest news on the women's team right now, Aaron, is that uh, – we may save a little of this Nikki Collin uh, for tomorrow, but how about, how about Queen Egbo? Aaron, how many times have we talked about Queen this year and it's kind of up and down? Well, last three games, Queen Egbo averaging around 20 points and thir- about 12 or 13 rebounds. 
She's got a little more range than she used to. When when Queen Egbo stays out of foul trouble, and she moves her feet, and, and just in 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 honestly just looks engaged, she's a dominant player in this conference. Melissa Smith and and Queen Egbo comprise the two best front court players in the conference. Now people say, what about that? What about that uh, young lady at uh, Kansas State, Ioka Yoki? We call her. Those of us that know her real well, I don't think I've met her. But Yoki is uh, she's great. She had a sixty-one point game, but she doesn't play with the consistency nor the agility of of the uh, of the Baylor women. Now, Aaron, good news. We finally made, I mean, apparently the Internet operation across town was all over our time or whatever. Um, my question at the recent University of Texas game, apparently my my grilling of, of Scott Drew, I don't think it really came across like that, but I was, uh, I was featured on the Our Time documentary series that, that has been following the, uh, the men and women. Aaron, are you excited about that? And is that going to make you go back and watch this latest episode? Yeah, I'd check it out. Okay. So you sound pretty, <laughs> pretty excited about it. Well, it's the one where we, uh, Chama Chachua, uh, that, that was the main, I, I know that was dealt with. And then also I noticed a, l- I, 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 a little snippet of it, the two of our, uh, two of our star women, uh, female players were out uh, getting a bite to eat. And they were talking about skydiving, and and so a lot of that was uh, a lot of that came up. And and Melissa is trying to talk Sarah Andrews into skydiving. And Melissa at some point basically said to uh, <laughs> she said to Sarah that she'll give her like a year to think about it, but she can't be her best friend unless she does some skydiving. <laughs> I like stuff like that. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. All right, Aaron, let's hear a little bit last night. I, I And we'll talk more about it as the day unfolds and tomorrow. I, that's a tough loss by the Bears. They look great at halftime, 39-32. As you said, the, Texas te- the, uh, the broadcasters for ESPN noted that Baylor was like, whatever, 92-6 and six when leading at halftime in the last t- t- 10 years, whatever it is. And, of course, they lose the game. It got away from them, and it got away from them in a hurry. First two minutes of the second half, and that seven-point lead was gone. This team's got to get better at taking care of the ball. Those cross-court kind of loopy, loopy passes, come on. I mean, my gosh, I don't want to go Norman Dell on you, but can I get a, can I, can I get a, a bounce pass? Can I get a pit pass, we used to call them? I mean, can I can I get somebody to put a little juice on the pass? Can't be just flailing the ball out there. It leads to breakaway dunks for T.J. Shannon. And that guy can't shoot, but he can dunk with the best of them. So stop doing that. All right, let's hear a little bit from uh, Scott Drew uh, and, and some of the comments he had after this uh, this loss in Lubbock. Well, I thought we, we really played well first half, and then uh, um, second half, we turned it over. We didn't rebound. We didn't get stops. We didn't get in transition. Credit Texas Tech. Credit their crowd. Um, it's why they won 18 in a row here or whatever. Um, but uh, 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 one thing we got to do a better job of is rebounding. Um, we pride ourselves in that. And uh, to get beat 21-12 second chance points, we can't we can't go on the road, win games doing that. So um, we'll have to get better in that in that area. Um, and everyone's got to pick it up. 
First question from John Warner with the Waco Tribune Herald. Scott, what, what made O'Banner so difficult to stop second half? He had 21 second half points. I think it started on the glass. He got himself going by, uh, uh, I mean, he's a grown man. I think their average age is 42 years old. And uh, um, he does a great job getting position and, and, and wedging. And uh, um, so that he, he, once the ball goes in through the, through the bucket and your score, it uh, makes things easier for you. And they did a great job getting him the ball and getting some threes. We did a bad job losing him. And uh, um, obviously he hurt us. Hurt us in both games. Next question from Kendall Cout with Sigum 365. Uh, Scott, with John being gone, kind of how do you feel like the guys did sort of in his absence? And where do you feel like defensively maybe things need to change with John gone? Well, I think uh, um, first and foremost, rebounding. Um, we came in second best offensive rebounding team in the country. And obviously, uh, um, Flo had seven, but we got to get we got to get Kendall, um, Jeremy, Matt. Um, uh, we got to get we got to get those guys rebounding. Guards got to get some long rebounds. So everyone's just got to pick it up. Um, and that's that's a. Uh, uh, again, uh, one of John's biggest strengths defensively. Uh, I mean, he's up for all defensive, what wooden, Smith, whatever. Yeah, because he can guard. So um, I thought first half we really did a good job. Second half um, we didn't. And uh, we haven't had much time, obviously, to practice since John's been gone. And uh, it's going to take some time to adjust. It's kind of like starting over with a different team. And then we've had so many guys come and go. Uh, uh, it's great to get LJ back uh, uh, some minutes, and hopefully we can build off of this. Um, but uh, 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 I was proud of our, our guys' fight. And uh, um, you get down 12, 13, you could give up. And we got within two possessions. And maybe one more stop, it gets one possession. It really gets exciting. Next question from Eric Kelly with KWKT-TV. Coach, how would you assess how you thought LJ played tonight? Obviously, he made his first two, and then, you know, uh, just overall. Uh, it was great having him out there. He was on a minutes restriction, and uh, um, I thought uh, uh, he, did a, he did a great job. Next question from Kevin Longquist with SiggumSports.com. Uh, Scott, it looked like you went a little 1-3-1 there for a portion of the, of the latter stages of the second half. Was that – just to try to disrupt the flow of what Tech was doing offensively? And is that something you think you might consider doing moving forward the rest of the season, depending on the game and opponent? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the zone we played. Uh, um, we played at the end of the Oklahoma game uh, where we got that that nice run. So that's in the repertoire. That's uh, uh, something we can we can go to. It's um, not our fastball, but it's a changeup. And um, I thought we got some stops. It helped for a minute. Um, they were on a roll. We needed to change some things up. Next question from Gio Gennaro with the Baylor Lariat. Coach, Coach, looking ahead to the matchup with TCU, how different is this matchup going to be compared to the last time you faced off? Well, I haven't seen any TCU film because all I've seen is Texas Tech film. So um, if you ask me tomorrow, I'll, I've watched it on the way home and um, I don't know if Mike Miles is playing because obviously he was out for a little bit. I think he's back now. That changes him if he's not in. But um, Coach Dixon's a great coach. They do a great job. They don't beat themselves. Uh, they're having a great year. Next question from Andrew Miner. Coach, you guys had some foul trouble uh, early on in the second half and that kind of made you go small. It looked like on the on, from a lineup perspective, uh, did you think that that foul trouble caused you guys to play a little bit more hesitantly or cautiously as the game uh, progressed there? Um, yeah, fouls can can do that. I, I think they were just more aggressive than us second half. Um, and uh, 
Uh, first half, I know we had we had fouls. Um, they shot a lot of free throws, um, but I thought we were more aggressive. First half, second half, they really picked up their intensity, and we didn't match it. All right, there he was, uh, Scott Drew, and the uh, Scott. That's uh, Scott was not ready to move on and visit about TCU quite yet, and uh, you you just that's a that was a tough loss, and and they're dealing with. Uh, uh, that, that's just a uh, that's a difficult environment. We talked about it yesterday. Other than fog, other than uh, uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse, uh, uh, the, what Kansas has, that's about as difficult a place to play in the conference. It used to be Hilton, the Octagon of Doom. They used to call where Kansas State played. It's just not what it used to be. And what Texas Tech does, their students, it's really amazing. And I'll tell you what, though. This is the positive I think you can take away is that they silenced them in the first half. They got down. They fought hard. They got some good looks. <clears throat> Meyer, I, 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 was, I heard somebody say late, late in the half, well, Coach won't want Meyer taking that 25-footer. That was a wide-open three. I'm thinking, what, why, why would you not wanting Matt, uh, Matthew Meyer to take a wide-open three? Now, what I agree with Coach on, whether it be Meyer, whether it be uh, Kendall, or Sohan, it's time to you gotta you gotta somehow channel EJ's toughness because you can't be in there. I mean, Texas Tech, and they may be an older team or whatever, but the grown men showed up in the second half, and when the grown men show up, you got to respond. And the Bears, uh, the Bears did not. Uh, I I was amazed at a couple things. Uh, Aaron, one thing was the uh, Sohan's hair is growing back faster than I can believe. I mean, he was bald literally a week ago, and the guy's already got a nice head of hair. Like after a week, I mean, I, I've just I admire someone that can grow hair that quickly. So uh, anyway, I, I thought it was uh, I thought there were good moments. A lot of the second half was just blah and bad on the Bears, although they had a great uh, finishing stretch. All right, speaking of finishing stretches, it is time for what we call the dismount. Some of our uh, some of our parting shots. That's next. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we're here for the week-long warriors, those who work Monday through Friday and sweat through Sunday. We're here for those who get up early and leave the job site dirty. Northern Tool has thousands of professional-grade tools from brands that built America. Steel, Milwaukee, Lincoln Electric. We're proud to serve the week-long warriors every single day. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Check them out at northerntool.com. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number seven Baylor men led at halftime over number 11 Texas Tech. The Red Raiders came back and beat the Bears 83-73. The Bears will host TCU at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Number seven Baylor women ran away from TCU in the second half to blast the Frogs 80-55. The Bears will go to Fort Worth on Saturday with back-to-back with TCU. Tip is at 1 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys paid a confidential settlement of $2.4 million after four members of their cheerleading squad accused a senior team executive Rich Dalrymple of voyeurism in their locker room. Dallas Mavericks on the road tonight in New Orleans. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Canada beat USA 3-2 for the gold medal in women's hockey. UMHB basketball back home tonight in the Mayborn hosting Bellhaven. Women tip at 5.30, men tip at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, our uh, men's tennis team, we had the, the women's golf team coach on earlier. Men's tennis, I really like uh, Michael Woodson and that team. I don't know why they fell to number three team in the country. It's like they've beaten everybody. Nobody even scores against them. And they they lowered them from number two to number three. But uh, they will play number nine, the number 15 Ole Miss at 8.30 tomorrow night at the Seattle Tennis Club. 
All right, the Seattle Tennis Club. Aeronaut sounds like a place I would enjoy, just kind of hanging out there at the Seattle Tennis Club. I bet they've got some indoor courts. Bears are coming off two top ten wins entering the tournament with junior Adrian Boitan being named Big 12 Player of the Week after going 2-0 in singles and 3-0 in doubles against then number nine, Texas, Tulsa, and number seven, Virginia. Aaron, if I get us some, some tickets or a media pass, would you like to go out and watch some men's tennis sometime? Sure. Okay, I'm going to work on that. I think that would be, uh, I honestly think that'd be kind of fun, uh, especially with that with them being so good. The um, I was looking at some of this. Oh, I did not like this one story. There was a transfer that uh, from Arizona State, Jaden Daniels. I'm sure you saw the story, Aaron. And he and he announced that he w- he was in the portal. Maybe it surprised his teammates. And his teammates were seen at his locker, and they were saying some really mean things. Like, oh, geez, do we have to? I mean, it's never. It's always awkward when somebody enters the portal and maybe some of the teammates I understand that they feel let down but it just looked like some kind of ugly behavior and now because of that um Herm is trending across across uh, Twitter Aaron that's because that uh, Herm Edwards is the coach and so that's now um that's now trending everywhere all right um more to come as uh, we get ready for tomorrow's program, the final one of the week. And uh, last thing I'll tell you, Lovey Smith loves what he saw from quarterback Davis Mills. Good times are here again, Texans fans. Enjoy yourselves. All right, everybody have a great evening. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you all the good sports nuggets. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody's have a check of Big 12 Basketball in today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we'll check on the women's side of the Big 12 Conference, where there's now a tie for first place in the league standings between Baylor and Iowa State. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics Trust. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. The Baylor Bookstore is your spot for all the gear John and the crew wear. Available 24 hours, 7 days a week at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Now. For a check on Big 12 Conference basketball. Here again is John Morris with today's Spectrum Big 12 shootaround.